discover the possibilities of internal medicine. So welcome everyone to the Physician Spotlight Podcast. My name is Peter Bhandari. I'm the NYACP Council Board Medical Student Representative. Today with me, I have Dr. Siao. Dr. Siao is a hospitalist at Mount Sinai Beth Israel in Manhattan, New York. He is an instructor for the Eichen School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York. It's a pleasure to have you here, Dr. Siao. Oh, yes, it's a pleasure. It's mine. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Dr. Siao, how did you choose hospital medicine? Yeah, that's a, a really great question. So I got to look back, you know, uh, during my training, I, I really didn't go in to internal medicine uh, internal medicine residency training, knowing that I was going to be a hospitalist. I knew that I was going to be an internal medicine doctor, but I'm always the kind of person where I really need to experience it, where I really need to do it before I get to see if I can fit in that field. So a lot of the inpatient rotations that I did during my residency training kind of opened my eye and then consolidated that this is really the field where I want to grow in. Um, and that's also another reason why I decided to stay an extra year as a chief resident, just because I enjoyed really, you know, taking care of patients in the hospital, being able to be at the front line for quality improvement, uh, being able to work closely with the medical residents, the medical students, uh, and be an important part of their education. Um, those are some of the reasons, some of the reasons that helped me decide um, to become a hospitalist. What does a typical day look like for a hospitalist? To answer your question, I actually need to tell you that my work as a hospitalist really revolve around the care of patients at the hospital. So I manage patients through the continuum of their care from emergency room, observation unit, medical ward, and sometimes other wards in the hospital. So my, my typical day would really vary depending on the role I'm in for that day. But I'll give you an example. Uh, when I'm on the medical ward as a teaching attending doctor, I would start seeing my patients early in the morning, uh, you know, say hello, good morning, check on them. And then, you know, I get to see them again, sometimes with the rest of the team. Uh, you would call this the teaching rounds, you know, with the residents, with the medical students. Uh, and then I usually get to meet the, the other important part of the care team, you know, the social worker, the case manager, uh, the nurses uh, in this interdisciplinary rounds. So that, that's pretty much my morning. And then it's followed in the afternoon by the much important lunchtime break. <laughs> and, and, and usually, you know, there's some kind of a conference, uh, medical grand rounds, a lot of uh, didactics as well. Um, I love to have a dedicated teaching time for the residents and the students. So that's usually an afternoon thing. And then, you know, I finish my administrative duties, notes, uh, and I, I also have the luxury to check in on my patients again in the afternoon to say uh, good afternoon and, and good evening or, or even good night sometimes because I will see them the following morning. Um, so that, that's usually my typical day. It, 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 it's it varies when I'm managing patients in my other role, when I see them in emergency room or in the observation unit, uh, slightly different here and there, but it's just as exciting. You know, it's, it's great to hear that there is a great continuity of care. You're able to see the patients multiple times a day, which is, uh, which is very good. 
Yep, yep. That's that's a, a reason why I love being in hospital medicine. Really, you know, it's just a lot of flexibility, and you know, I really have a lot of autonomy in that sense. What sorts of patients or diseases do you see most often? Another good question for me to talk about why I love hospital medicine. <laughs> uh, the spectrum of diseases that I I, that I encounter is is very broad. It's really exciting. You could imagine any chief complaints and I probably have already heard them or if not, I will probably hear them in the future at some point. Uh, you know, one day I'm, I'm taking care of a very young, fit marathon runner um, with pneumothorax and, and another day I would be taking care of a retired grandmother of 12 with neutrophenic fever. Uh, so it's very broad, but much like the broad spectrum of diseases, I also get to see uh, uh, and take care of a very diverse patient populations. And, and it's just very exciting. Every day is a different thing. I mean, it also seems like, you know, you, you really get to, to be on your feet, you know, you know, you get to use all the tools uh, of internal medicine because you don't really know what patients you're going to be seeing. Yep. It's always a learning every single day. I get to learn from uh, many different, you know, consultants. I get to learn from my trainees, my students, and I also get to learn from my patients every day. So what is the most rewarding part of working as a hospitalist? It's, it's simply gratifying experience to be uh, the doctor, the provider uh, for these patients who are usually at their most vulnerable state when they're in the hospital. Um, it's for me very rewarding to be able to follow these patients every day and just really be, alongs uh, be alongside them when they progress through uh, this challenging time when they're in the hospital. Um, so to be able to see and observe the outcome of diagnostic or therapeutic plan that I create with my team and the patient is, is, is gratifying. Um, and working in a hospital is, is also a unique setting. So I, I love working with uh, students and I love working with residents. Being able to teach and learn is also one big part that is the most rewarding part of my work as a hospitalist. And, and lastly, I, I'm inherently a part of a healthcare system. The hospitalists are really at the front line. Uh, they're usually the champion for systematic improvement uh, that would aim to improve patient care. Uh, so there are really a lot of opportunities to be involved that aim to improve the general patient care and really impact uh, patient outcome in a bigger way than how much a single doctor can do. What are some of the biggest challenges you feel uh, the field is going to, to face in the next 10 years? The biggest challenges, for me at least personally, it, it's really the coordination of post-hospitalization care. So with the current landscape of our health insurance coverage for some or a lot of our patients. So at the point where I need to discharge the patients from the hospital, our team would love to prepare everything that we can to prevent and avoid a preventable hospitalization in the future. However, um, uh, this may be a little bit more difficult because of just how complex and, and limited 
the coverage provided by, uh, you know, the health insurance that some of our patients have, or maybe they don't even have any at all. And, and that's just also a, a, just another a bigger challenge, um, you know, in hospital medicine, at least the one that I personally encounter. So if you were giving advice to a younger self, um, five or 10 years younger, um, how would you recommend they do things? Anything that they would do differently? Oh, I love to think that I'm wiser than <laughs> I was five, 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, but I do not really wish to uh, change um, any things that have happened, at least. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't really be where I am today. And I'm just very grateful for where I am today. Um, however, to answer your question, if, if I can time travel and then say something, give an advice to myself, um, I say I, 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 it would probably be uh, keep your head up and keep on going. Just to piggyback off that, I guess, what are, what are some of the steps that you took to, to get to where you are today? So it's, it's a little bit unique because I was born and raised in Indonesia. Uh, then I went to uh, China for my medical school before coming to the United States to complete my residency in internal medicine. Um, I also serve as a PGY4 chief resident for my internal medicine residency program. So, yeah, so I've, I've really seen and, and learned um, different healthcare systems and, and, and medical, medical education landscapes of different countries. Uh, and I think it's, it's an important part of how I got to where I am today. It gave me an insight into how, you know, different cultures and norms, uh, different systematic uh, methods can form many different way to achieve one common thing, which is an excellent patient care. So Dr. Siao, it really seems like you were, you were able to get an experience with patients in a variety of settings, um, also from a global standpoint. Any, any differences that you saw in patient care? You know, I, I think global health comparing how things are may be different in here, things may be different in another country, but, you know, really seeing the, the compassion, you know, the human connection, uh, it's the same everywhere. It doesn't matter, um, you know, where you are. I think that's just the core of medicine, you know, being compassionate and in taking care of our patients. That's, that's, that's the same across the board. Um, so I had another question. Um, why are you part of ACP? <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> I love ACP. I know I wouldn't be here without ACP. I have so many reasons to be a part of ACP. Uh, as a hospitalist, I am an internal medicine doctor. So being a part of a community of internal medicine doctors is imperative. Um, I am proud to be a part of a, also a diverse community where, where we all get to share knowledge and advance our practice together. Uh, and, and there are just so many opportunities for me to learn uh, and actually educate uh, my trainees uh, with the resources. Uh, there are networking and leadership opportunities for everyone in many different facets of internal medicine. I'm really proud to be part of the, uh, a regional chapter committee and task force with the New York ACP as well. Dr. Sio, I wanted to ask what question would be helpful for students to consider or, you know, discuss to understand more about the career path of internal medicine, you know, as a hospitalist? 
Um, so I would say, uh, you know, if I were a medical student, I would probably ask these questions to myself because they may be helpful. Uh, first question would be, uh, will this field and the scope of practice be interesting to me in the long run? Um, because, you know, this question is pretty self-explanatory, right? Uh, there's just so many uh, quotes about loving your job or doing what you love. So it really speaks for itself, you know. Uh, for, my, for me, it's really experiencing it. Uh, and uh, then that's uh, how I'll, I will be able to answer this question. Um, the second question I would ask would probably be, will I be able to balance my personal and professional life with this field? Um, I think it's important for us physicians to uh, be aware and actively think about ways to prevent burnout. Uh, because I think it's a it's a good start, right? A good start of a conversation with yourself about what's really important in your personal and professional uh, life. You know, for me, the flexible schedule and among many other things as a hospitalist allows me to achieve both my personal and professional goals. And then I would say one last question uh, that I would ask uh, is, will I see myself grow in this field? Uh, so, so regardless of, you know, your professional goals, right? You know, you may be interested in uh, being an educator or your master clinician or, a, 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 you know, department chair. Uh, it, it's, it's important to be in a field where you see yourself thrive um, in the future. So those are probably the three, three, three questions that I would ask. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. I think, you know, as you were saying there, it's very important to maintain, you know, a healthy lifestyle as well as longevity in the career. And I think having those questions in mind will definitely, definitely help help you uh, during during your career as a physician. Thank you, Dr. Sio, for joining us today and participating in our Physician Spotlight podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right, thank you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.